Hey, good evening. Good evening, Andrea. How you doing? Hello, how are you? I'm fantastic. Happy Wednesday. You too. Well, I mean, anybody might be watching this any day of the week, so happy whatever day of the week it is. It's almost July 4th. Are you uh, planning a barbecue? I am planning on staying in my backyard and eating. That is the extent. Um, and your dogs will be right there with you, I'm sure, my eating. Right. Yeah, and my husband and you know, we're very lucky to have a nice backyard. And in these times and days, thank God. Indeed. Um, so I can't believe it. We're already in July. Uh, July, that means that half of the year has basically been robbed from us. Um, before, nice. yeah, before I clicked the live button, we were talking and you were saying just, I saw the look on your face and you are, I know, tired. Um, and I know that Frankly, probably the, the best choice of words is overwhelmed. And a little bit. People are uh, people are still struggling. It's still a very, very tough situation. Before we get into the nitty gritty of our conversation, week two of our conversations, employment conversations, uh, tell me a little bit about what you're what you're seeing and hearing out in the employment world. You know, it's uh, it's a mixture. If you're working and you didn't get a pay cut, things are good. If you're furloughed and you're going through the stress of not knowing whether you're coming back or not, things are not so good. If you're completely unemployed, things are terrible. So I won't say that I'm hearing things are great. That word seems to have evaporated for the time being right now. But um, there are a lot of people out there who are very frightened, who are angry who are disappointed, disgusted, but there are also a lot of people who are hopeful because this particular time, and Shalom, you and I have talked about this, as horrible and crazy and frightening as it is, it's also the time to take a deep look at yourself professionally and figure out what direction you think would be best for you. So in many ways, this is a respite for people to take a step back, um, if you can. Everyone has a different situation and no one has escaped this. Some people have it worse than others, but the truth is if it's your situation, it is the worst. Indeed, so. indeed. And uh, Andrea, just as a uh, sort of station identification over here, um, I know you did a fantastic job of introducing uh, yourself and heard some great, great feedback from our first conversation. Uh, but can you just very briefly uh, tell anybody that might be finding this video at any point um, who you are and uh, and and what you uh, how you spend your days and I know your nights. Um, uh, <laughs> what who who you do it for and 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 uh, what you do. Um, I am the director of employment services at a Jewish social service agency called The Ark. And um, we help uh, people struggling in the Jewish community uh, that are struggling with adversity, especially with jobs right now. Of course, The Ark is a one-stop shop. We offer a million services and they're all connected if you need to see a doctor or a dentist, if you need help with a bill, if you have to see an eye doctor. Uh, we have mental health professionals. 
it truly is kind of a an enigma and a very, very magical place in many ways. Of course, we have the pantry. The pantry is provided to anyone who is hungry. So I suggest that you go on our website, take um take a little ride through it. And if any of you are struggling, I really encourage you to put pride in the back seat because it's overrated anyway. And Call the ARC and see if we can help you. Um, I'm fairly confident that we will be able to. Uh, people who were making very, very good salaries and finding themselves unemployed, they now are turning to the ARC as well. I just want to say that we do have two locations, one in West Rogers Park. We also have a very big clientele in Northbrook. So do not hesitate to call and ask for the help that you have earned. Um, I also own a private career counseling business called ADMS Inc. And it's for a mixture of all executive level people who are looking to change lanes or considering changing lanes. So you might say I'm just kind of immersed in this whole employment insanity. Immersed is an understatement. I know, uh, like I said, uh, not fi not uh, facetiously, it's uh, days and nights um, that uh, I know you're spending uh, time on this and you are incredibly passionate and most importantly, incredibly knowledgeable on the topic. So we talked last week, we talked about how to get yourself mentally prepped for the job search, how to, how to really position yourself and figure out who you are. But hopefully, once you've uh, hopefully you've spent all week pondering um, our uh, conversation, and now that you have a clear identity in mind, it's now time to take the next step. And I am going to bring up the R word, and the R word is Andrea. <laughs> Everyone's going to like flip out. People are so intimidated by the word resume. And there we go. By the way, I don't blame any of you. Um, it's People who um, hear the word resume immediately get tense and they start second guessing themselves. But what I think uh, Shalom and I can do tonight is to kind of dispel some of the fears and also to give you hints and tools that might make the resume development easier for you. I just want to say that I write resumes for a living. And if you go to two different resume writers, you will get two different opinions. And the other one is always right. So, you know, you have to have a strong enough confidence to know what you think is going to work for you. If you attempt to write your own resume, which is something that, and I think Shalom will agree with me very strongly here, it's very difficult. I have never written my own resume. Um, which is kind of an embarrassment, I guess. But when you're that close, it's very difficult to bring out all the skill and talent that you really have. So that's something for you to just consider. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, I don't know how many of you have resumes that you feel are in place, but the one way to kind of determine if the resume is working for you if you are not getting interviews, you might, you might want to rethink two things, your resume 
And are you looking at the right jobs for you? Um, they kind of go hand in hand. So that is something for you to think about. If you are getting bites on your resume and still not getting the offer, it very well could be something is going awry in your interviewing, or it might be a salary issue or something of that nature. So it's, um, it's complicated. Um, I think the first thing that might help, you have to understand what a resume is for. A resume right now, God knows how long a paper resume is going to be the thing. It may be on its way out because um, everything is changing. But a resume is not a laundry list. It's a marketing tool. It's probably one of the more major marketing tools that and LinkedIn, and we will get to LinkedIn, maybe not tonight, but LinkedIn is also a huge part of presenting who you are because it is really the first thing um, that and a cover letter. And by the way, do not diminish the importance of a cover letter. A lot of people say, oh, no one reads them. How do you know? I, I've never understood that. How do you know what they read and don't read? A cover letter is crucial. We'll get into that in a minute. But a resume, the one that, I'm sorry, it's my dog. I apologize. I feel like one of these news anchors where the dogs bark. Um, I I think that, um, and I hear your dog. Uh, <laughs> um I think that the first thing that you have to um, you have to consider is when you present, it is the perception of the reader and not the perception of the writer that is going to get you the interview. Perception is what it's all about. And if you don't make your resume about them, meaning the job that you're applying for, you're going to lose ground very quickly. When someone opens a resume, and by the way, a resume will get about 10 seconds of read if you have not engaged the reader. So you have to have that snapshot be so clear and so concise and so strong. Um, otherwise, it goes into the round file. What do you think? You've had, you, you know that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. We just talked about what a resume is, what a resume is not. We talked about, I, I agree with you 100 percent, Andrea, that um, people should not try to write a resume on their own. Um, and uh, Andrea, you're, you're right that every bit of advice is good advice, but there are, uh, there are, Good resumes and there are bad resumes. I'll say that. And I mean, Andrew, oh, yes, you, no. <laughs> Andrew, you, uh, you not only write resumes, but you look at a lot of resumes. I know, and you are very intuitive in being able to read and match, uh, match up a person to the words, uh, words that matter. As uh, I actually, uh, <laughs> one of my trainers in the army um, said, uh, always said this line. It's like stuck in my head. Words have meanings, meaning have words. And uh, it's true. Um, it's absolutely true. And uh, with your resume, there's a lot of advice and a lot of it is sometimes going to conflict with each other. Some people will say, 
your resume should be one page. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some people say take two or three and include all of your experiences. Some, uh, some resume writers will say, write a quick summary highlighting your personality and experience or your objectives. Some say summaries are an absolute waste of time. I want to get into all of those questions, but the reality is, is that the main thing is get started. Get started in, it starts with what we talked about last week and figuring out who you are, but you don't need to wait for a resume writer to really right. start the process of writing your resume. Right. You can Absolutely. I'd say, Andrea, I know you you uh, work with, I, I can't even imagine how many people on a daily basis. I, I know that from talking to you that some days you feel like a, uh, a criminal interrogator trying to pull out information from people. Wouldn't it be nice if people came a little bit organized with uh, their most recent experience, including volunteer experience? Maybe a let's talk about experience that. today is... I mean, that's looked at, that, that's a diamond. People really um, love when people have volunteered, especially, most importantly, when it's related to the job that you're going after. You know, Shalom brought up um, a point that I really want to talk about for a second. I mentioned earlier that resumes are not laundry lists, and that's part of the problem. When someone is, is desperate, whether you can feel it or not, and you oversell yourself, it, it shows. Not everyone is interested in every single skill you have. However, if you have skills that are applicable to the job that you're applying for, build them up, highlight them. But here's the thing, and I really, in, in my opinion, this is the key. If you are able to highlight skills that caused a positive result or an achievement as a result of knowing how to effectively use your skills, that's what a resume is for. If you, you know, by the way, no one cares if you want to take long walks on the beach or if you still like folk music. You know, that is a waste of, of, of precious space on a resume. There's plenty of time in an interview to let small things like that out. And even in an interview, I would be guarded. We'll get there at some point too. The thing is the resume, you know, people get freaked out because they hear they're overwhelmed with so much information. That, that's exactly what Chelem was trying to say. This one knows that, and that one knows this, and everyone's an expert. No one's an expert. But I think you should get as much information as you can and then make informed decisions. I, I think that that's, that cuts down on the feeling of being overwhelmed. It cuts down on not knowing what direction to go into. The thing is, is that there are, a million different kinds of resumes. So that's a whole different set of stress. You know, should I use a functional resume? Should I do chronological? Should I do a narrative? Should I do this? Should I do that? I have my favorites. And the reason I have my favorites is that the people that I write resumes for, the ones that get placed, I know it worked. So 
it's a crapshoot, my friends. I mean, that's just really what it is. But you don't stay with one style if it's not working for you. You don't say, I don't understand. They're not answering me. Well, they're not answering you because you're not the right fit. You haven't sold yourself in the right way. By the way, go ahead. Go ahead. A good resume leads the door to a callback. And a callback leads to an interview And so pretty much, hopefully anybody that's viewing this is picking up a theme over here is we're trying to walk you through the process of from start to finish. Probably we're never going to finish this series because it never ends. It doesn't That we hope that anybody that might be watching this, hopefully between week one and week two, you've already landed a job. But the reality is, is that there is a, logic to this and everybody gets stuck at a different place in the process and the key is not to be perfect nobody's ever going to be perfect your resume is not going to be perfect you're not going to be able to spend enough hours to get it so everybody's going to be like oh my god that's the a plus 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 resume and that's that's ideal you will always get somebody that will say you should make sure that you remove this or make sure you're going to add this. So Andrea, I want to do um, what I would, what I'm going to call a lightning round over here. I'm going to, uh, I pulled up and, and, and wrote down a, a couple of things before our conversation, a couple okay. of call it myths and a couple of sort of topics relating to resumes. And I want to get your quick response on all of these. And uh, so let's, uh, let, let's hit it. Okay. Keyword. Keywords and automated tracking systems. (laughs) Okay, so people are freaked out by the ATS and they live by the ATS. The truth is a lot of companies don't even use an ATS. Um, Keywords, of course, you have to have them. You also cannot plagiarize and just pick it up from the job description and insert it. You have to be creative. The bottom line is if your resume has an energy to it, it'll stand out. Very helpful, excellent. Um, Examples, and by that, uh, what I mean is, and this is very dependent on what line of work you might be in, but let's say you're in the world of consulting or you're in the world of, uh, of finance, how qualitative should a resume be in actually being descriptive with numbers and savings and all that good stuff or how in detail or how brief should should a resume be okay so resumes as a rule when you have achievements results that is the key they want to see how you improved the business did you generate more of of a revenue did you were you cost effective in your role Um, was your management skill that diplomatic mix that reduced the turnover? So in other words, yes, data is very, very important, but you also have to have the gift of not making it always black and white. You have to have a little bit of color in there and that's where it's difficult. That's where it gets hard, but data hundred percent, you, you, you should have it, especially in finance. Oh my God. Um, you want to say this really quickly when you're doing your resume and you say, for example, 
filed a thousand documents daily. Okay, whatever. But if you say that in your head and then you have the ellipsis and you say resulting in, what did that filing do for the business? What did that filing do for your supervisor? Start thinking in that direction. And I guarantee you, you will shock yourself in terms of how much you've done for a company and you've just kind of taken yourself for granted. Okay, font and font size. Oh my God, okay. So, you know, I'm, um, I like just very plain font. I'm also at a certain age where I appreciate a larger font, but you don't want a 20 point font. 11, 10, between 10 and 11. And it really depends. You want to try and and have pages really end. You don't want to have a sentence running on to the second page. This is cosmetic stuff, which comes at the very end of writing your resume. Don't worry about the cosmetics until you're, you're done. And then we can always play with it. It's not that big of a deal. Okay, how far back um, should you list your experience? If you are, if you are, if you have just been laid off or, or due yeah. to your furloughed from a uh, due to COVID um, mm -hmm. from the job that you thought you were going to retire from, right. uh, should you go back to the uh, job you worked at in high school? Okay, so I've actually had resumes where 50, 60 year old people are telling me when they were camp counselors you know, it may have been a time in their life that they loved. And I, I don't blame them for wanting to share it. It's inappropriate. 10 years. Now, if you have stuff that you've done that you really want the reader of your resume to know, all you simply have to do is have a section for additional achievement. You don't put in the years, just put down your title, where it was, Leave it alone. Less is more in certain areas. That's one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and uh, active versus passive language. That's a real style. And, you know, if, if you keep punching someone in the head, eventually they're going to get a concussion, they're going to get a headache, and they're going to go, why am I still sitting here? If you are able to combine language, language is my thing. I mean, I, I, I love wordsmithing. The thing is, you have to know who you are engaging. And once you have an idea I'm not saying personally, I'm saying you look at that job description, you look at what the demands are, and you use language that makes you the right fit without going over the top. Again, as I said earlier um, tonight, when you're a little nervous and you really want everyone to know that you can do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, plus H and I, it, you over talk it, you oversell yourself. Confidence comes when you're able to just kind of go, I'm able to do that without a problem. So it really depends on presentation a lot. And presentation, not only in an interview, which is a very different ball game, 
It's your presentation on paper. By the way, don't get all cutesy unless you're in graphic arts or if you're in some creative area. Just get to the point and don't have the reader look, wait, where's their email? Where's that? Just like it, it's common sense. It should be clean, concise, strong, in their face without hurting them. That's basically it. So this next one is definitely not a, uh, a quick hit um, because it is such an important topic, which is having different versions of your resume for different jobs that you are applying to. I mean, I can tell you, I have seen resumes that have come to combined with a cover letter, which have been so inappropriate, which have been like, so not the right resume. So not the right version. I mean, you would think it's common sense, but Andrea, nothing is common sense. So let's talk about it. Um, do you, is there a one size fits all resume? Does that exist? Absolutely not. Now, that being said, you know, for you to rewrite 15 different resumes is a complete waste of time. You have to establish what areas you're looking into to secure work. So let's say your sales, let's just use that as an example. You have a sales resume. And then as a result of being very good in sales, you also could very easily transition into customer service. Well, you either have to combine these two resumes or keep them completely separate because it's just not going to work. If it's truly a sales job, get to the point. Feed them the information that they're asking for in the job description. Your cover letter becomes that peripheral tool that says, as a result of being, you know, a stellar sales associate, my customer service skills have been honed exponentially. So you're letting them know I can handle just anything. You know, again, having your mind think that way is it, it, it's not so easy. But Chillum is right. I have read so many resumes that I'm I, I go back and I read it a second time because I I'm not sure if I read it right the first time. You have to be targeted. You must be focused. Otherwise, they're going to look at this and say, okay, she's a nut job. And you will not be selected for an interview. Um, cover letters, by the way, and I don't mean to drag that out, but it's a wonderful place to kind of let snippets of your personality come out. You don't address what is in your resume in your cover letter. It is then called the Department of Redundancy Department. Don't do it. You, you have to find something else to bring to their attention where you look at them, and this is the reaction you always want. You don't want someone saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. What you really want is someone to go, hmm, that's the best reaction you will ever get. So it's, uh, 
you are so spot on uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, tweaking and customizing everything. Every single part of this journey needs to be specific. Right. Uh, there, are, there are those that, uh, I mean, I'm a networker. And so I guess that's my identity. Uh, people reach out to me all the time. And I can tell within about 0.2 seconds when somebody is sending me a note that they have sent to 900 other people, I just don't <laughs> prioritize it. I just don't prioritize it. And I remember having positions posted for various you know, companies that I've, that I've consulted for and literally, you know, posting a position for a bookkeeper and literally getting a, a job application, um, submitted in where somebody's saying, I'd like to apply for your flight attendant, uh, opportunity. It's like, are you, can you just slow down? So well, that's, right. that's burnout. That is a perfect example of saying, I want to get five thousand resumes out in 24 hours that's why you don't do that and and how many of those applications do you think will be responded to none that's yeah. right yeah i was trying you know, to get my hand into the into the camera frame it took me a second i'm still getting used to this whole virtual thing andrea well all i can say is developing a resume is very cathartic and it could be, and I'm not saying this to make it all, all that, it could be very healthy for people to build a resume and really, really see who they are, what they can bring to a professional table. And more importantly, a resume must give you hope. If you don't feel strongly about your resume, I remember I had a client, it was I, I wanted to start crying. I was so thrilled. He looked at me and he said, I would hire me. And he was, he was being very genuine. And I thought, that's it. That was the gold standard. It was many, many years ago. And I thought, that's the reaction I want. So I it's, it's not so easy. Yeah, it's not. It's not at all. So everything needs to feed into each other. Resumes, I think uh, the the message that anybody that's watching our conversation over here understands it's not easy. So if you remember one thing from our conversation, I would say it's make sure you find somebody to help you. Make sure you find somebody that will help you. Definitely, if you can, hire a resume writer, somebody that can do this for you. And there are so many resources. We started the conversation talking about the ARC. The ARC is not for everybody. And uh, and there are a lot of resources that are available. Um, you know, right now, if you are in need of financial assistance, I guarantee you, um, you can go to Illinois WorkNet. You can go to, to I, there's so many different organizations, both government as well as not-for-profit right. assist you. But at the very least, start by compiling your information. And please, for the love of God, use a proofreader. Do, oh. not, do <laughs> not, do not, do not submit. When you apply for a job, okay, Andrea, I, I, wanna, I wanna go here for a couple of minutes and we're gonna start to wrap up our conversation. Mm -hmm. But uh, you have one shot at making a first impression. 
first impressions, I always thought, and I'm, I'm, I'm young, but I always, you know, think first impressions. Okay. You know, you know, out and about in person who knew COVID and who knew that we would be in this situation. So the reality is, is that people are not going to networking events in person. Your first impression is going to be online. So I know we said, we're going to talk LinkedIn on a different night, but please Make sure your LinkedIn profile has been proofread. Make sure your emails to anybody, even to a friend, is proofread because you are making an impression. And when you apply, Andrew, you just talked about the people that you know that have a quota in their mind that they need to apply to X number of jobs. I guarantee it. I'd be willing to make a bet. You are going to make a mistake. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to type something wrong. You're going to give somebody the wrong introduction. There will be something there that's not going to work out 100%. And there you, there you go. You just screwed up your opportunity because guaranteed right. you are not going to, it doesn't matter who you know, if you have typos in that email, they're going to be like, yeah, that person doesn't have attention to detail. We're not mm -hmm. going to be able you know, you said something that was right on the money. And I tell this to my clients as well. Your first impression is your lasting impression. No matter how it changes over the years, people will still say, oh, I remember the first time I met you, you were blah, 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 blah. That never goes away. And Shalom could not be more correct in take you're, I know you're all anxious and you're all nervous and, and, and that's that's totally understandable. But at the same token, you really take a chance of destroying chances that you have if you don't do it right the first time out of the gate. That's right. That's right. So, Andrea, um, next conversation, um, we are going to talk um, more in depth about, uh, well, we've, we've got to make sure we touch cover letters. We've got to make sure we touch uh, on LinkedIn. We've got to make sure we touch on networking. So a lot more to follow. And uh, Andrea, is there anything I tried to uh, go with the quick hits because there's the whole resume thing. We didn't, we didn't even cover everything. No, no not even. We covered, you know, some of the basically don'ts. Don't do this. As long as you, you have a foundation, you're in better shape than the majority of people. Right. Well, be careful about using templates. Anyone who does hiring will smell a template 20 miles away. You can use a template to get you started, to kind of kickstart the creative juices. Just be careful. The biggest thing, and I cannot tell you how much this happens. If your contact information is not correct, you're in big trouble because those 5,000 resumes that you shouldn't have sent out in the first place, no one's going to be able to get a hold of you. Right. So that's a, that's a huge, huge thing. Also, just think, what have I done that ended up in a result? If you start thinking that way, you will slowly start to grow and, and, and the content, the copy will come a little bit more easily. So Andrea, I wanna end where we started. You, you started with a comment um, because as much as I, I love to be called reactive, I also wanna be proactive. And so where we started is you started by talking about what is a resume. 
And you started by saying something that really piqued my interest. Um, and you said that who knows how long the paper resume will even be a thing. Have you seen anything interesting, whether it's video, websites, what are the trends that you're seeing that you are like, hey, I, I want to keep my eye on that because I want to be ready for my clients when well, that be the thing. It's an interesting question. And by the way, this is so totally just, it's not a rumor mill. This is just my interpretation of what I'm seeing because interviewing is primarily being held um, with Zoom. Those obnoxious phone call screening interviews that you always get, they're not going to be phone interviews anymore. They're going to be face-to-face. And eventually, that phone interview is going to be the resume because they are going to ask the questions that would have been answered in a written piece. That's how I see it. I, I don't see it happening within the next two or three years. Five years, I would not be surprised if the paper resume was gone. But well, you, know, you would know. You are the expert. I'm uh, not an expert, but I... You are the resume guru, career counselor, ex extraordinaire, yeah. um, um Andrea, it's it's a pleasure. It's fun. It's always fun having these conversations. It is we get fun. Good feedback. We get good feedback because it's uh, hopefully entertaining, engaging. Um, I uh, I hope that uh, I hope that all this information is helpful. Um, let us know what you want us to cover. Let us know what challenges you are having. Um, that way we can tweak our conversations. So this is, is about all of you. This is not about us. Not even a little bit. This is. I mean, about, I enjoy talking to you, Andrea. Let me um, don't get me wrong. I'm sorry. I do enjoy talking to you on a Wednesday night. Oh, I know it's great. Otherwise, we would never talk to each other. Horses. But um, we we really do encourage you to let us know where the bumps are for you. Um, if if we if you're not getting answers, you can't move forward. And if you can't move forward. That's where trouble starts. I also just want to say any service that you may want to get at the ARC, it's free of charge. I did not say that I was remiss and I encourage you. It's um, it's quite a place. Yes, so. indeed. ArcChicago.org. We're linking to it right there. Um, you can email Andrea A stores at ArcChicago.org. Um, get on my website, shalomkline.com, and you can contact me there. And hey, I, I want to throw this one out there too. Employers, if you have been fortunate enough to employ or to have job postings, um, I might get a, a laugh out of you, Andrea, on this one. But uh, if, if anybody's uh, watching this and you have a funny story, both positive and negative, of the job applications or interesting resumes or cover letters that you've received, uh, shoot me a note. Let me know. I'm just curious to hear um, because I have heard some of the funniest stories of people that have made sometimes comical errors. And hey, listen, the reason I say comical, I don't mean to ridicule anybody. I know that this is hard. You have to learn. You have to learn hopefully not from your mistakes, hopefully from other people's mistakes. Right. <laughs> learn, 
so you can improve in the process because we want to help you get a job. We want to help your job search be successful. And um, hey, so contact us. Let us know what you think. And Andrea, such a pleasure. We'll be together again um, next Wednesday night. We'll air another conversation. And uh, I can't wait. Looking forward. Me neither. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Have a good night.